I'm Lee Larie. And I'm Nick B. Listen, we're just two single girls from the City of Roses discussing all things love, lust, and perception. And roses are a symbol of all things beautiful about love. But as you know, love can get a little dirty. So we're here to talk about it. Dirty Roses Podcast starts now. Hey, I'm Lee Larie. And I'm Nick B. And welcome back to Dirty Roses Podcast Season 3. Third time's a charm. Yes. Really happy to be here. Happy. You know, last season I used I'm excited a lot and yeah. I'm trying to replace that with other words. Okay. So you help me help you help me. And I'm happy that you're happy that we're both happy. Now happy is going to be happy is the word because I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here. We're back. Yes. As you guys can see. Yeah. We have a brand new set. Okay. Take it we're, in. All right. Taking the red casting couch. The casting couch. You know who said it. Nick B. Had to do a few things on this couch to get ah. back on the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's red. It is red. Dirty rose. Dirty rose. And a she, dirty couch. It, it's a clean couch. It is a clean couch. <laughs> but, yes, we, we wiped it down. We have a whole new set. We're doing this whole talk show format Yes, Yes. Like, we've even got some product placement this season. We do. And check it out. Okay, now, if y'all know, y'all been watching our reels and stuff. If you've gone to my page, I've done a few crazy stunts and things with my hairstylist. And... We have her products here. Um, it's Mylani Vegan Hair Care by Charlisa Shadowbox Harris. She was on our show season one. Season one. And we talked about the entrepreneurs and all those things. Um, and she shared a lot of information about what it's like a data entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And here you get to see why. Like, check out the the load of products on the table, aside from our glasses with our drinks in them. And Cheers. Lipstick stains. And lipstick stains. There's that. But you can find her at, uh, I believe, mylani.com. Yeah. Um, you can find her on social media, um, Shadowbox. And you can order her products on Amazon. She's on Amazon now. She's on Amazon, which is know. big. And, and she's, she's expanding on top of oh, that. Oh, yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. She's doing amazing, big, huge things. So yeah. we're happy to have her product on the show. And not of, of course, not only does she have product, but she styled and did your hair. Oh, which, yeah. So she's a whole stylist with her own mm. line of uh, hair care products. Really, yes. you need to find a way to get on her books. After you are able to, Absolutely. because she stays booked and busy. I make my appointments like three months in advance. It's it's that serious. serious. It really is. <laughs> but she's got more stuff coming out. She's got. I gotta. We're doing mics now, so mic, this is different. Mic check one too. So I gotta make sure I don't. Uh, uh, this thing. So yes. <laughs> but Nick B. Yes. What has changed for you since last season? Since last season, gosh, you know, not a lot has changed. I recently kind of re-entered. The dating world, um, you know, it's. I think I've dated a lot, mm -hmm. and which is kind of where we got the the tagline for the last two seasons, right? Habitual dater, but you know, it's not really habitual in that regards. I actually took some time off, did some me work, which I think is really important. Yeah, if you're ready to start to right. get back out there and date again, um, so I really have started to kind of entertain some nice. some real dating scenarios yeah met a couple guys online no dates as of yet okay okay the vetting process is there we're at. and we're taking more time to be intentional with that vetting process yeah. yeah and i'm loving it honestly um i am focusing more of my energy on quality and noticing you know red flags yeah. and just sort of what works for me and what i truly want especially entering into more adult years of my life and finding something more secure yes yeah what about, are you in the same spaces, new well, spaces? What's going on with I mean, season two? As y'all heard, we have a new intro to our show. We took out the habitual dater. Yes. I'm no longer newly single. She's not. I mean, I'm pretty damn single at this point. Like, I'm just a regular single now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not newly single. So I have been venturing out and doing some things and, and having 
a few mishap dates and things. I am now experiencing what all of my friends have experienced over the past several right. years. I cannot wait to hear those stories. And okay. and guess what, y'all? I am ready to share. I'm yes. I'm going to share these. Yo, that's gross. dirty details. It is that's gross. But I think I'm with you, Nick B, about the whole like healing process mm-hmm. and you know the self work because. For the first few months of me being single, I partied. I'm not gonna lie, I kicked it. I did a whole bunch of not 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 to say sexually party. You were outside, but I was outside. I was drinking. I was kicking it. I was dancing and having a good old time. I ain't been outside in years. <laughs> See, <laughs> I stay in the house <laughs> <laughs> with my cats. <laughs> We're not going to have no Smokey this season. Smokey will not be joining us this season, guys. As you can Aww. see, this is all um, in our beautiful set. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, Smokey is not welcome here. <laughs> uh, there is no spray bottle off off camera. Mm. Um, so, so a lot has changed. A us. lot has changed. <laughs> but I, I, that means we're growing. Yes. I, I am. I want to say that I am realizing also that I thought that I was like a single single. Like I was like, I don't want to be in another relationship. I don't want any of that stuff. But I realized in talking with you and other people that I have learned that I am actually just a very monogamous person. I can date. I feel I realize I can date. I can talk to multiple people, but I don't think that I want to be invested in right. multiple people. Right. It's is, tough. It is. It's a lot of energy to, I mean, first yeah. of all, you can't really give 100% to or right. over many people. Right, right. Um, otherwise, no one's really getting 100% of your attention. Right, I don't want to fill a lot of cups. You don't want to fill, ain't nobody trying to fill no cups this season, okay? Right. All right, nobody's <laughs> trying to get cracked or fill cups. Okay? Oh, God, it's Listen to season two so you know what I mean. And you know, it's funny that you say that. So I realized that each season, we kind of have like a going theme. Yeah. Um, Our first season was a lot about communication. Yep. Like everything we talked about was healthy communication, making mm-hmm. sure you talk with your partner, having these conversations ahead of time before you date. In every single episode, it was about communication. Yeah. Season two was very much a vibe. It was like you're feeling the energies, you're yeah. feeling, the, you know, if it's a good connection. And every single guest we talked to, I swear, mentioned the word vibe. They did. And yeah. that's Essentially, I believe the word vibe today is being replaced uh, by what we used to say, chemistry. Mm. And I think ultimately people are looking for that chemistry that you can't quite place your finger right. on. And today we're calling chemistry vibe. That part. So you just kind of naturally. You, just, you sort of it. know yeah. when someone right. is a natural fit for you. Right. Exactly. And I feel like having reviewed what we're going to be talking about this season, I feel like we're in the healing part of our dating discussions yeah i feel like a lot of our we're gonna get serious this season we have a lot more serious topics this season i mean we always sprinkle a little bit of comedy a little yes. bit of inappropriateness a little bit of ratchet but we make a point we do to bring in professionals who can speak yes. to the things that we cannot yes um because it's important to provide balance and provide really good open feedback right that taps into everything and we took y'all's feedback we we talked to y'all out in the streets mm-hmm. on the social medias on the phone survey and we asked what y'all wanted to hear and a lot of what y'all wanted to hear was about mental health about um healing about all these things that required not being so funny and ratchet right. so we are going to do our best with as best as we can because we will still stay cracking ourselves up and yes. nothing else yes I we and we were doing that before the show started. We had to really calm down. Yeah. I had tears in my eyes. I mean, our producers asked us if we needed like a chill pill because he's like, "What have you guys been drinking today?" We're like, "Juice, drugs." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but before we get into talking about what to expect this season, yes, 
I really want to ask you like some of your favorite moments from last season. And I can revisit with the topics where we yeah, talked about. Okay, let's break it down. So last season, season two. Just in case they didn't see Just it. in case y'all haven't caught you, up. We want you to know what you missed this so. part, right? So we did a recap. Obviously, it was our first episode of season one, which yeah. is a funny episode too. Check it out. Um, But we did the double standards in bisexuality and, and how that looks. We had Roulette Delgado, who also goes by Big Bird to TV shows. We had our good friend Jazzy that was on that show. So we talked about both of their experiences being bisexual, mm-hmm. how the double standard was for men versus women, mm-hmm. their coming out stories. It was a it was a really good show. Um we had the Scripper Chronicles with Mr. Superman in slow motion. Lord have mercy. That was funny. It was absolutely funny. Um it was hard to get really good uh well first actually before we dive into that one, yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the double standard oh, yes, of bisexuality. Sorry, yes. Um, my biggest takeaway from that episode, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed actually listening to each of their coming out stories. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, beca- especially because how everyone chooses to share mm-hmm. um, their sexual preferences, their backgrounds, their likes and interests, and especially how they do that in their way um, to people who are important to them in right. their lives is right. usually always a really good story because it's so true. It's right. so raw and it's so personal to them. And mm-hmm. I felt the biggest connection to each of them as people listening to, um, you know, what they went through. Right. Or even how their story was told on their behalf with or without their permission. That part. Yeah. Um, so it was it was actually just really insightful. Yeah. Especially because we don't necessarily um, practice the same lifestyle. So right. there's things that we can not necessarily relate to. Right, right. Uh, but what is relatable is someone's truth, always. That part, that part, and then being able to live in it now, which yep. is amazing. Not everybody can do, even non-bisexual, like non-LGBTQIA folks still don't LGBT. We don't, I love that sound fancy. Okay, that's what we're going to call it. Please don't come for us if that's offensive. We don't mean it. We just sounded fancy saying it, but no, but everybody doesn't get to live their truth. And so it's nice to be able to hear about them doing that and how we can apply it to ourselves, even if we're not living the same, um, the same journey. Yeah. I like that. But the stripper chronicles, okay. Was these funny. First of all, what I learned most from this is that, um, most strippers are straight up comedians. Girl. Okay. Shout out to Superman and Slow Mo, who was, (laughs) well, I tell you, Slow Mo. (laughs) Both of them out of Dallas, Texas, freaking hilarious. They are funny guys. Yeah. They're funny. But, you know, also what's interesting, I think that a lot of people um, who look at the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. for both men and women, mm-hmm. it's easy for us to only sexualize them. That part. Yeah. And so when we interviewed them, it was really interesting to kind of hear that, yes, they do have day jobs. That part. Insurance? Insurance. And yes, they do have healthy relationships. That part. Because I think, at least for me, I've always felt there is just no way that an entertainer, male or female, who is slaying dick all day long, all day long, then comes home and has a healthy, monogamous relationship. With no jealousy. With no jealousy. And I think it absolutely takes a strong partner to... to be able to be that person to right. someone who's in the industry. Right. So absolutely. That was that was rehumanizing them. Absolutely. I thought was really absolutely. Good. Now y'all know I love strippers. So they was already humans to me anyways, because I befriend every time Lord. I go to a show, I befriend all the strippers. I'm talking about men, women, everybody. Like she does. I, I remember so I used to go to strip clubs 
back when I it had fun, you know. And if you ever get a chance, uh, slide in her DMs and find out why I will not go to strip clubs with her <laughs> anymore. That's a no-no for me. If you want to know, you can inbox either one of us. And we'll tell, you, we'll tell you the story. We've shared it, but if you need your own personal recap, hit us up. It might be funnier in person, too, so you might have to hear it directly from us. <laughs> but no, I used to go to strip clubs a lot, like female strip clubs. Yeah. And hang out and, and kick it and... I became friends, but not friends loosely, but acquaintances with a lot of the dancers. And it was so funny because I'd walk into the club and the girls would be like, Lee, and they'd run over to me and give me big hugs and butt-ass naked. And I'd be like, bitch, put your titties up, please. I don't want to squeeze big, saggy nipples because I remember this one chick, and I'm not going to say her name, but she had really large breasts. Okay. And they just were really big, not like perky big, not like boob job big, but like very natural big. And they were down here and they were big. And she would always run to me and give me big giant hugs. And I was like, oh, God, please don't. Oh, big booby hug. It feels so uncomfortable. But yeah, anyways, I love Scrippa. I remember the one time I went to um, a traditional strip club. One time at Band Camp? No, this other time. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. But I walked in and this girl comes up to me because it's her job to offer, you know, right. dance, uh-huh. right? And she's like, hi, my name is Brooke. You know, are you interested in dance? And I was like, no, but I'm Nicole. She's like, oh, my God, Nicole's my real name, too. <laughs> so we were friends. And I felt that we had a connection because we had a shared name. So that was Brooke. That is a.k.a. Nicole. That's amazing. I love it. Um, I think my favorite takeaway from the stripper, sh- the stripper show was their stories about their mishaps of burning money, tossing the tossing over. Run over the head, <laughs> getting their... Dicks bitten and oh yeah, yeah pulled on and tugged, on tugged all the costume things. being torn. Either like those are expensive. If you've never gone to a show like a male, black male review show, the private sector, <laughs> you need to listen to this episode to hear what really goes down. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Um, we also had the levels of dating with Mr. Alex Green. A very interesting show. It was. I think that not only did a lot of people relate to it, mm-hmm. but they related and didn't realize that they were toxic. That part. Mm-hmm. I think we made a joke because in season one, we had toxic... Uh, toxic love. Toxic love with uh, Mr. Michael Bain. That episode was our shortest episode in history so far because of his wonderful Because of antics. technical difficulties of that he created. Being, we witnessed toxicity in, in real life. And I love Mike um, Bain. He's an amazing person in real life. He's shout out. Yeah, shout out to Mike. Um, but it was funny because a lot of things that Alex talked about um, struck us as sophisticated toxic yeah he yeah um he and mike bain from season one actually said a lot of the same things right but with a different delivery right um our guest in season two alex much more refined polished Mm -hmm. i would say probably a better communicator in the sense that he has a bigger vocabulary right 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 um can use his words to paint bigger broader pictures yeah um so that was the main difference but ultimately they were saying the same stuff Right. But it felt like from maybe a younger point of view versus an older point of view. Right. Same topic. Less less harmful, more confusing. Very confusing. I think so. And I, and, and shout out to Alex because he uh, was very open and honest with us during that episode. And I yeah. loved having that conversation. We actually had a conversation afterwards mm-hmm. where he got to clarify more of what he was saying. Yeah. Um, would love to revisit that conversation with him so he could clarify for y'all. I mean, maybe he needs to come back because I, I do feel that he was an amazing guest in yeah. the sense that... But if nothing else, it allowed us to see into the way that a lot of men approach relationships that may yeah. be different than how women approach absolutely, relationships. And absolutely. that ties right back to the perspective that right. what our show is all about. Right, right. 
I think his episode really hit on the whole vibe thing. Yeah. That was like one of the key peak moments of vibe. Vibe. In fact, I think he sang it for us. He did. He did. He said, Can I catch a Can I catch a vibe? (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Alex. Yes. (laughs) Um, But no, but it was really, and I think I asked, even in talking with a lot of women lately, that Uh they also had those same viewpoints Uh um, where everybody was kind of like not wanting to commit not wanting to give a title to stuff but wanting to have that companionship Mm -hmm. and i think for a lot of people that ends up being confusing but but it was common yeah and it was good to hear that so i enjoyed that conversation Mm -hmm. would love to have some more conversations yeah we'll definitely have to talk to him again yeah oh this next one was my favorite episode which one it was life after divorce besides the obvious that i'm recently not recently really that i'm divorced i can relate to it very clearly but nick watson Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Like, when I say that episode was so therapeutic on so many levels, it was really dope to... First of all, it was her first time publicly speaking about her divorce, Mm -hmm. which was... I I felt honored and privileged that she shared with us the levels and details that she shared with us um, about what took place. But her viewpoint, her healing journey, and everything that she shared with us was really, like... I actually took a lot from that for my own personal healing. And it was, like, really fucking dope, honestly. Yeah, it ties back to the same point that I made about um, the double standards of bisexuality mm. show and that being raw and authentic with yeah. the truth yeah. is really what elevated her episode because yeah. even if you are not someone who's been married and then coming out of a divorce that you didn't see coming, right? you can still relate to hurt and betrayal mm-hmm. and um, thinking that you're secure in your relationship in one way only to find out that that's not quite Right. Where the relationship Making is. tacos and finding that you're about to get divorced. Yeah. 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 Like who who ha- who approaches it in that way? Right. She was totally blindsided. But right. again, sharing that vulnerability with us um, and our viewers, I think, touched mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners. Yeah. And it was a very relatable topic. Actually, and she sh- so she went to Africa shortly thereafter our episode. Yeah. And when it aired, she was in Africa. Yeah. And she, she messaged. She did. She was getting messages from, the, from y'all, the listeners. Y'all are so dope. First of all, because y'all really like were in tune to the conversations, hit her up. She hit me up and was like, sis, that was I needed that. Like she needed that episode as much as we did. And she didn't know she was hey. she even shared with us. She was like, it was one of those things that I didn't know I needed. Yeah. Yeah. That part. I loved it. It was a good episode. I can do bad all by myself with Lachey. We love Lachey. Oh, my goodness. In fact, she gave us quotes for shirts that we're going to be wearing we'll during this season. The season. Yes, yes. I can't um, wait to share it. Lachey's episode was also one of those therapeutic mm-hmm. ones where it's um, kind of discovering when you come out of relationships, uh, what do you do next with yourself? Right. Right. And just because the relationship that you really, really wanted or really hoped for mm-hmm. didn't, didn't work mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're done. Right. Because she... Was a rom- she's a romantic. She is a romantic. And I'm not even going to lie. After she shared the story about how her really bad breakup happened, uh-huh. I don't know if I would have had that same outlook. Like, I didn't even, I didn't have that same outlook with my relationship ending. But she was so hopeful and so, like, happy, like, positive. Yeah. That really gave me motivation because yeah. I was, I, I was like, damn, that sucks. Like, I could yeah. not. And she was like, I, I think I could do it again. Yeah. And so, again, very yeah. relatable. Her and I, we kind of have the same energy as that we are both Virgos. And so we 
we just sort of have the same sarcasm and yeah. humor. And yeah. so when I listened to her talk about, I was like, yeah, girl, that's exactly what goes through my mind too. Right. Ending a relationship. I'm never at a point where I'm like, oh, all relationships suck, period. Right. This one didn't work out for me, but let's, you know, on to the next. Let's find the right. 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 Yeah. Meanwhile, me being a Sagittarius, I'm like, I give you my all. Oh my God. I give it all to you. And then you, you took it and ran. <laughs> Singing love songs in the rain. Oh my gosh! Because <laughs> if you say that, it makes it better. It does. Mm-hmm. Um, cradle to the grave. I actually really like this conversation with uh, Kendall Swin yep. uh, Smith, yeah. who does blends by Swins, and we're going to be doing that maybe next season, having yes. some, some custom made drinks and stuff. These drinks are amazing. They were bomb, and yeah. the fruit even better. Even it better. Was infused with lots of alcohol. He absolutely has a talent. We definitely could not drink a whole glass on one episode because we would have been shit We would have been on the floor. But I liked his episode. So that episode was really about dating older or younger mm-hmm. and we got really off topic because he had a few experiences which he shared which were really kind of funny yeah. about the older lady who was actually a lesbian. That was hilarious. <laughs> no, um, no but his love story with yeah. the younger girl that he is now engaged to fucking amazing yeah. story. It was a beautiful it was beautiful and it was inspirational. I think yeah. it kind of pumped hope back in my heart in the yeah. sense that I was like, oh, he pumping hopes and drinks. Oh, okay. okay. Let me get you looking up in love now. This pineapple infused hope. Okay. Here you go. No, but it was very sweet because, uh, like you were saying, the, yeah. the episode did take a turn from our original topic. But, right. you know, sometimes, especially in podcasting and when you're doing interviews, you right. sort of have to flow with where the conversation is yeah. naturally leading. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to bring it back to a subject that didn't have much legs, what we did is we leaned into right. um, really his love story and his happiness. And I think that telling someone's happiness just yeah. goes so far. Yeah. So that was- I think. And hearing a man talk about yes. his partner the way that he talked about her. Everyone oh wants that. Oh, my God. I was like, do that. you have friends that think like... I know his friends. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, but I need friends that think like you. Yeah. I, that was... It was so... But beautiful. you know what the thing is? And I think we've made comment about this yeah. before. When you say you want a man that thinks like you, I think that every man um, will dote over the one. But again, That's it's true. about finding the exception and not the rule. That's true. So... That's true. Um, when you find that exceptional mm-hmm. someone, it's, it's easy yeah. to to gush over them, yeah. to just light up when you think That's of them. Facts. That's facts. Well, I want to be somebody's. You better. You gonna be somebody's exception. I know it. I want to be. I want to be. I want to be. Um, we really want to be singers. Evidently, we over here vibing and and shooting and weeping. I just <laughs> shooting and weeping. <laughs> I just want to point out that we have been drinking energy drinks. Yes, we have <laughs> all day. <laughs> and cupcakes. And we've cupcakes. had energy drinks and cupcakes. Yes, it's mm-hmm. been great. Um, the next one we talked about was dating married men. Now that episode got brought up because a friend of ours had reached out and was like. I'm in a relationship and I stepped out and was dating somebody else and she felt entitled to my time and my energy. And he was like, why would she feel like that? And then we had a, um, we watched the podcast and yeah. they had brought up conversations and it was a, a young lady who also shared about asking, will my boyfriend ever like me better than his girlfriend? Yeah. And so that kind of led us to this conversation. Like, what are the rules about dating married men? Are there rules? I mean, you know, I don't know if there's, laws in a lawless scenario you feel me like how are we going to set rules when you've already stepped out of a covenant that, that you took rules in front of god for just be poly right just be poly have an yeah. open marriage but that was that was actually a really good episode um i know i was able to share my experiences right. mm-hmm. with dating married men absolutely unintentionally right you know it's just 
Uh, I can't even say that, oh, yeah, I willingly fell into a relationship. <laughs> nah, I straight get tricked into stuff. People talking about I'm yeah, not really loot married. Loot. She got bamboozled. I'm, I'm halfway married, but we on one. We on the way out. <laughs> I filed for something. Okay, it's you getting 13. remarried on Instagram, though? Get out of here. Look, I remarried on yeah, Instagram. That sucks. Oh, God. Yeah, so we did talk about that. It was an interesting conversation. A lot of people actually took a, took away a lot of information from that. And that was just me and Nick B talking. Yeah. Um, with our own shared experiences and <laughs> witnessing other people's experiences. Okay. You know, that's what we do. That's what we um, do. The next one, sexual health, which was a fun episode. <laughs> now, every season we do something a little bit raunchy, a little bit really nasty. And this one wasn't even supposed to be raunchy, It though. wasn't. It was about herbs. And somehow we got into squirting. I uh, know how we got onto that one that much, but... It we got was. some great takeaways from we that. We did. Don't steam your vaginas too close. Uh-huh. Um, we, we talked about yoni steams, talked about yoni eggs. Um, there was a lot of talk about shrooms. There was a lot of um, talk about what not to insert. Yeah, don't insert anything, basically. Anything. Unless it's silicone or not even, skin flesh. Not even tea air. Yeah, not tea <laughs> air. Nick B shared a, her personal experience. Wait, called steam tea air. Tea Because <laughs> it's like tea for your vagina. Tea air. No, dead, dead ass. Nick B shared a story about how she did a yoni steam and she did it completely totally wrong and burnt the hell out of her hoo-ha. I that I didn't do it completely totally wrong. I just did not do it at all right. I don't know what the difference that is. There's a, well, one sounds negligent and the other one just sounds irresponsible. And those might be the same descriptions again. But I didn't do it on purpose. In other words, I'm looking at the camera here. <clears throat> do not put hot water in a short, very one inch, one inch deep <laughs> pot and sit on it. <laughs> I was trying to hatch an egg. <laughs> I was mama, I was, I was mama going, bird in that pot. You were going to end up with third degree burns. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I had at least one, one to vagina. two degree. And I had to put some, you know, creams to help with the rash. Our next episode. <laughs> we ended season two talking about crazy dating stories. And we shared yeah. some that actually y'all had submitted some, which were hilarious. I think I even missed sharing one because we were talking about. What the was the one, one you didn't share? So the one that someone submitted was the girl was dating the guy. Uh-huh. And she picked him up because something was wrong with his car. They went on a date. She dropped him off. As she was kind of, she was, I think, putting her GPS or I, I can't remember verbatim what the, the email said. But she waited around for a second before she drove off and saw the guy walk around the back of the building into a tent. And so she picked him up from a building thinking it was his apartment, but he really lived in the tent, in the tent out, out back. No, 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 <laughs> it's not. No, we're not. Um, But yeah, so she was dating a man in the tent. Well, that's not what you want. It's not. That's not what you want at all. But he was mildly responsible. He had a cell phone because they were able to communicate. So I don't know. If I mean, they be hooking up my electricity at Christmas time. Some of these days got trees. They they do. got everything going on in there. No, my day job. There is a RV outside. We have lots of RVs. So if you ever been to Portland, you know that tent city is a real thing. And then the RV cities and everything else is RVs everywhere. Burnt out cities. Me they're rolling meth labs, like Pretty straight much. up rolling meth labs. But there's an RV outside my day job that has net all draped around it. And they have giant spiders in decoration for Halloween. Oh, they're they, here for the season. They're they are okay. so here for it. Okay, I don't know how you get donated decorations for your RV. <laughs> you on don't. The side, but you steal them from the stores that are leaving the city because of theft. That is very true. There you go. They went to Walmart and like, there you go. like a factory store. There you go. Because both of those are closing. <laughs> 
so that was how we wrapped up season two. Um, it was fun. It was exciting. We shared lots of good stories. Y'all got to hear a few of my stories. This season, you'll get to hear even more of my stories now that I have had time to actually dip my toes in the dating water. She done stepped in it, y'all. I did. It was like a step in a big-ass pile of fucking shit. There you go. <laughs> it was glittery shit sometimes, wrapped in trips to places. Um. We're going to get to that sometime in the season. Yeah. But this season, yeah. Nick B. What's coming up? We got tons of stuff. Okay. Um, red flags while dating. Oh. We're going to talk about the red flags, okay. how, to see, how to recognize them, uh-huh. what to do when you see them, what are red flags yeah. versus, yeah. you know, possibly, um, <laughs> you know, all kinds of stuff. It's We're going to talk about that. We're going to yeah. our own red flags, yep. like what our red flags are. Um, love beyond the struggle. So talking about, like, living your life really harshly early on and then how do you come out of that and find love and find happiness how find success and we're going to talk about that for that episode that sounds like it's going to be very relatable because i think everybody has been through something yeah you know what i mean so right. that's absolutely going to be relatable right i think so too yeah. i like it um maintaining a successful marriage which i know nothing about and i don't either okay <laughs> So oh, I want to, and I, I know these guests personally yes. for that episode. Yes. And I am really looking forward to um, learning how to get a man and keep a man and marry a man and then stay with that man. And um, amen. Amen. <laughs> All of that. I'm going to, I think I'm excited about that episode because I I'm going to get to apply the things that I know about my marriage and yeah. how it went well and how it didn't go well yeah. and see what they're doing to yeah. kind of keep it together and make it work. I think what I'm looking forward to also is understanding or not really understanding, but maybe hearing what works for them yeah. when things don't work for mm-hmm. them, but how they work through the hard time that. and stay stay with each other, yeah. stay faithful, yeah. stay um, engaged and encouraged and motivated. Right. And how they lasted through COVID, because I feel like everybody yeah. broke up and got divorced during COVID. Like, I mean, but you know, COVID was an interesting thing because, yeah, some people broke up and got divorced, but also... Um, some people really bonded over that time. That's true. Yeah. That's true. There I were think. a lot of relationships that began and ended. I want to say, you know why? I think because you have to be intentional during that time. Like, I think a lot of people who were together and married, like myself, you had you ended up being uh, quarantined with people all day long with no escape. And I feel like you learned more about that person without having the, the time away. Question. Yes. Had COVID not happened, I don't know. would you and your husband still be married? I don't know. Because honestly. really, I think that's when your guys' relationship was. really was coming to an end. It was. And we talked a little bit about, so in uh-huh. well, we talked a little bit about how things that you noticed in the beginning of your marriage right. were always there. Right. And I'm curious if during COVID, if it was highlighted and heightened to the extent that it was like, it's a no for me going forward. I feel like it was. I feel like had we not been stuck in the house together 24-7 with the kids and all the things that got compiled because of COVID, we would have had outlets to kind of release and not focus on those negative things. And so it's very possible that I would have stayed in a toxic marriage still um, had COVID not happened. I mean, in a way, it's kind of a good thing that it happened because I think I'm happier and he's happier and and we're not toxic together. Yeah. Um, But I absolutely think that we might have figured, you know, navigated it differently if we weren't stuck but i think to that same counterpoint people who were not together 
that came together and bonded during COVID, they got to be very intentional yeah. and learn all those things. And there were tons right of quarantine away. babies that came up out oh, of that. And then babies. Shout smart. out to Peter Jericho. He's got a whole song called uh, "Quarantine Baby." I'll uh, I'll send. I'll leave a link on my page. Go ahead. Is he white? No. Oh, Peter Jericho. Yeah, that sounds very like Cameroon. WWE. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Now it sounds black again. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Full circle moment. Full circle. Okay. Like so okay. Um, lots of inside jokes here. Uh, so we got to maintain. Oh, so childhood trauma. Yes. Now this one might be like a super deep episode. Like I'm nervous. Are we going to have a tissue on stand? We might need to. Oh, that would be a good prop. Um, if anybody's interested in <laughs> advertising, uh, with Dirty Roses podcast, you know, get your product out there. Yeah. Let us know if you have a tissue company. Because we might need it. We might need it Black for some tissue. of these tear jerkers. Okay. I, I yeah. We we I, I don't know. I, you've never seen us cry or be that serious on the episode. I wonder if it's that's because be I'm it. a thug first though, so I don't cry ever in life. That's because I am a thug. Okay. Um. But this is going to talk about how childhood trauma impacts your relationships in your adulthood, and yeah. And I think that's going to be really good. Our guest for that episode mm-hmm. has an amazing. Well, that's, not, that's a nice thing to say about childhood trauma. Like a really, Related. really interesting story, Okay, I guess you could say, um, and how she's overcome that and recently got married um, as a as an older adult, I would say, because she's older than me. Okay. Um, or older than us. We're the same age. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. Like, we'll get to talk about this. She, she's going to share a little bit about her story, her struggle, her journey, and how she's healed and how she's helping others heal. Okay. Which is amazing. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Religion in relationships. This one is going to be a good one. I think so. Um, especially because I feel that the era in which you and I grew up, mm-hmm. um, 80s, I think that today in the 2020s, <laughs> that society-wise has moved away mm. from traditional uh, religions. Right. Um, and very prominent, dominant religions. And I find that right. people today define themselves as being more spiritual right. than religious, yeah. um, which ultimately are choices that they made as they got older and got to have an adult understanding right. of the religion that they were raised in, right. that they were then able to make a choice of right. what they believed right. versus what they were just taught. Yeah. Because that was their parents' belief. Right. Um, so I think it will be a really interesting topic to to see how religion and relationships played a part in her yeah um in her relationship and marriage and how yeah. she navigates i am looking forward to talking about some of these um i use religion as air quotes or faith um paths or you know whatever that tend to more traditionally be male dominated um and society deems them like where women are controlled mm-hmm. um so the the guest that we'll have is um of islamic belief mm-hmm. and so i know you and i have talked about our interactions with um, men of that faith mm-hmm. and how there's a kind of a demeanor that they carry yeah that feels a certain way yes and i think we'll get to talk about that and kind of dispel some of the myths or even some of the stereotypes yeah. um, around that specific belief system and other ones that are kind of are similar to it yeah um and we'll share some stories that we've heard from other people during that episode too yeah um different area codes hey hey area codes i got hoes all right dating in different area codes so i have shared this numerous times that i prefer not to date within my city mm-hmm. um because it's a small pool um i know that you've been in different area codes i uh when i was younger uh-huh. i i liked the idea of dating in different area codes uh-huh. because i felt 
that for some reason I felt more mature. I don't know why. Like, oh yeah, he, handle he lives distance. out of state, right? Out of vava, vava boom. But as I've gotten older, I absolutely despise it. I have really? no interest, and in we'll definitely dive into that uh, in that episode. You'll, see, mm. you'll have to stay tuned for. But I, yes. I for sure have opinions about um, dating outside of a fifteen mile radius. I ain't trying to drive 45 minutes to get However, none. However, to be fair, you live in a city that has a higher population of men that you would be interested in. Yes. So I think I would maybe feel that way you if would I lived yeah. in an area that had more than 6% of what I like. Is 6% just for the city limits or for That's the whole the state? state. The whole That's state. the whole state of black media or black people. That's people, not even men. So mm-hmm. that... Number's probably a lot less. So then let's say of that 6% for the whole state, I would say probably 4% of that 6 is women because there's more women than men. Right. So of the 2% that's left, Mm -hmm. um, 1% of them is probably gay or bisexual. Because we are a very friendly town. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe they're not into women. Okay. Uh. So then of the 1% that's left, you then have to remove the fact that 50% of that 1% is probably either married, in a relationship, or your polyfuckery or your family member or so that leaves you then less than one percent to find the one yeah that's like a half a percent so i'm starting a rumor you guys that uh this one over here is moving to the greater washington dc area yeah i've considered it yeah anyway we'll talk about that later <laughs> all right uh Ooh, this one's going to be good. Okay. Redefining manhood and masculinity. I think we, as women Uh on this show, talk a lot about our experiences, other women's experiences. We've had men on the show to talk about their shared experiences as well. Mm -hmm. But there are tons of questions, and a lot of the things that we discuss on social media wraps around what women think men think. Yeah. And we're unable to answer those questions. We can't do it. We're not experts on what men think. And you know what's funny, though? Don't you love how we uh, will debate what men think when they tell us? Girl, you don't think that? That's not what you really mean. That I know what you mean. Let me tell you. Let, <laughs> me, let me tell you what you mean by say vibe. It doesn't mean that. It means chemistry. <laughs> it means fucking for a whole weekend. <laughs> Vibes are totally, like, right. interchangeable with things. Anyway, anyway. but yes. So it's going to be a good opportunity for us to talk to our guest that's going to be on the show. Uh-huh. Um, was recently released from prison. Yeah. He's going to share his story. We've also got a black male therapist, which is a first. It is. And I don't think we've had any male therapists on our show. No. So I'm so excited to see the lens of therapy through not only a a man, but a black man. Right. Right. So we need to learn about healing journeys, thought processes, struggles, intimacy issues, Mm -hmm. um, the communication barriers, all these things that we talk about on social media. We ask these questions. And all we do is debate. We're going to sit back and we're going to ask questions and we're going to listen. We're going to learn. And hopefully y'all will pull from it something helpful to help bridge that gap of understanding. So I look forward to that episode. Um, And then we've got opposite sex best friends, besties that are not the same gender, which is a huge red flag for me sometimes. Is it? It was. And I can. And during that episode, I will share some issues I had with that during my previous relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, but that is a common question that comes up on debates between men, when, uh, men and women, whether it's okay to have an opposite sex friend, yeah. um, what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this in planning for the season, like what's the difference between a bestie mm-hmm. and just a friend right. or the bestie and the one? Because a lot of guys will say, 
Um, I married my best friend. And so they don't mean that. <laughs> so we're going to talk about all of that. <laughs> and then we have possibly a surprise guest for another episode that may be somebody that's behind our scenes Ooh. Um, of our show. Ooh, that's going to come. Are you wearing his am sweatshirts? I, right I think you are all across the tatas. The tatas. So we will be inter- interviewing or discussing, having conversations with one of our producers yeah. who also has his own podcast, mm-hmm. um, the Thorn City Spotlight Please Show. Please check it out. So make sure y'all check it Like GMP Studios here will host your podcast, get y'all together like we have gotten ourselves together here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do your own podcast, but you can listen to everybody else's podcast. Right. There's a ton of podcasts because here. Because they're amazing and they have actually quite a few uh, different shows that they yes. produce and put on. Yes. And millions of topics so we've even had people reach out to us um sidebar us and ask hey Mm -hmm. how did you get into this where do you go and we direct them straight Mm -hmm. to our producers because working with their team has been just nothing short (laughs) usually (laughs) i'm amazing (laughs) there's no side joke there (laughs) no they're really great guys and we look forward to interviewing naeem uh for that episode yeah what else has been new with you? Any new st- any new dating stories? Any new dating stories? No, I really I haven't been on any dates. No, I know. What? Has anybody what? reached out to you whose story you have shared on the show? She's thinking hard cuz she wants to see who she's going to mention. I'm trying to think of who you're thinking of. I know you have someone in mind. I'm just asking because oh. I feel like a lot of guys have reached out to you and been like, that was our story. So actually, okay, yes. So <laughs> in that case, yes. I have one friend who's reached out to me who I actually have not shared his story at all. Oh, okay. Um, But he and I used to be incredibly close. Okay. And so he listens to my show in secret. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because um, he has no business listening to my show in in, in a public <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, so he he's reached out to me okay. and he's able to laugh and joke like, yo, I remember that I was there for this. I know exactly what you're. And then he'll tell me when I have things wrong and he'll rejog my memory. Um, so there's that one. Um, I have another guy who hit me up and was like, oh, my gosh, you shared our date. And it was one of my example of one of my favorite dates. Oh, um, it was yeah. a really good first date. And um, so I remember he hit me up. He's like, that was me. And I was like, <laughs> it was you. So it's always really cool, actually, when our friends circle back to uh-huh. us privately, who sometimes we don't even realize are listening to our show. Oh, my goodness. And um, I don't know. I guess I can find comfort in knowing that I am not sharing anything that I don't feel comfortable saying to anybody to who I'm talking fair, about. You're like a very open person. You know what? I actually I feel like I am, and I'm not. Gotcha. So okay. I absolutely believe that there's things that I share, but I'm sharing them one without details of the individuals who I'm sharing right. about. Right. Um, so we make it a point, yes. especially on our show. To be very aware and respect people's privacy. Right. So if we're going to share a story that's a personal story to us that we can speak on as a first uh, person narrative, right? That we are not necessarily dragging in the name of the individual we're referencing Uh to protect their privacy. Right. They're not here to speak their truth on the show. They're not here to give their version of events. So um, we are private in that regards. Yeah. Yeah. but I guess also when I say private too, it's like, so I'm going to share the things that I feel okay. for me are um, surface. Okay. Right. And my surface may be 
deeper than other people's. But then that just goes to show that there's layers of me that That's are absolutely true. not shared. But I feel like, I feel like surface level doesn't feel like surface level to the person who knows the story. Well, that's because I'm talking to you. Well, no, no, I'm talking to me. I'm like, if anybody's listening and they yeah. hear their story, you might share a detail that would not correlate anything to anybody else. But I feel like they're still relatable. You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, oh. like, the, like, if you shared a, a detail, uh -huh. I would not, like, I would, but somebody else would not be able to pinpoint who you're talking about. Correct. But the person listening is going to feel, yes, they're like, that was my story. Yeah. And I feel some kind of way because you done told my story, yeah. even though nobody else knows. Well, well but that's just it. Any yeah. story that I've told. Um, it has been very generic. It's been very generic. Yeah. It's it's in the sense that, oh, my gosh, let me tell you what happened. And it's also usually not an attack either. That's very true. Um, yeah. You know, we're all human and we all kind of mm -hmm. life be life in. Right. That part. And so I am fortunate enough to have the kind of humor about me that I can honestly sit back and laugh. <laughs> At yeah. some of the absolutely dumb things and dumb choices that I have made. Yeah. And not dumb in the sense of the person who I made them with. Uh -huh. But, for example, not reading the directions closely on how to do a proper uni steam. You feel me? <laughs> like, it, nowhere <laughs> on there. Did... Uni. <laughs> yoni? Yes, I think it's yoni. yoni. See, and there goes the thing about reading. I didn't read it right. <laughs> she didn't watch Reading Rainbow no, growing up. But I do like the song, though. Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. Uh, okay, we won't go there. Yes. So, um, but what about you? Do you feel... Now, I know that you haven't shared as much personally until more recently. Like season yeah. three, I think we're going to get a better glimpse. Yeah. How do you feel you will be a storyteller of your truth? I, I've been nervous, and I'm not going to lie. So season one that we started the, um, the show... It was, my divorce was still pretty fresh. Mm -hmm. I felt uncomfortable, honestly, to be fully transparent. I felt uncomfortable sharing any dating stories that early mm -hmm. um, because I just felt, I don't know if I felt like I was going to be judged or if I felt like I looked like a hoe because I just got divorced. I didn't want to have any, like, like you have a story. You can be like, well, that was 15 years ago. Right. I'd be like, that was two days ago. Oh. That felt, and then I could be like, this story was three days ago and yeah. it'd be two different people. And I don't want to seem like, I'm out there because I really am not, but I have been dibbling, dabbling and dipping my toes. So I've been very intentional. If you guys haven't noticed that I've been careful about what stories I share. Yeah. And I feel like now I am entering year two mm -hmm. of being away from my ex now at this point. I think it's enough time that I can yeah, share, share some stories. stuff. Um, I think my stories are a little bit more uh, offensive in a way to really? offensive to women. I get really bad experiences with men who don't respect women. And I don't find out until they say something really out of pocket. I, I've had a lot of out of pocket. I can give you a example. Yeah, let me give you an example. Okay. So there's a guy. Anyway. <laughs> Just in case y'all don't know, we felt a little shake here. <laughs> Scared. <laughs> she can't even get her words out. Why, why was my way to move? through that to say but anyway <laughs> this is why we're single y'all oh my god no because oh, this is great we hear a noise and instead of playing it off like we don't hear what we hear um i said but anyway like y'all actually know what happened i'm gonna go back to topic here so guy yeah has hit me up in my inbox okay i made a post one day um and it was a question post it was like ask or you can tell, tell me anything, ask me anything. The only rule is I can't respond. Yeah. That was the rule. So I got lots of 
responses in my inbox and it was like, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, I've always wanted to talk to you. Little things. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet, but I can't respond. This particular person responds with, I bet you suck good dick. <gasps> no, the disrespect. So out of pocket. And I think during the Red Flags episode, I will share about how one of my toxic traits is I entertain bullshit yeah. because I'm bored. Now, no, fellas, if I entertain your bullshit and you know you coming with some bullshit. That means she don't like I'm you. I'm bored. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm very honest. I tell people I'm an asshole and they don't believe me. They, mm -hmm. they take it as a challenge. Yeah. Anywho, I thumbs up the, the comment. I didn't answer because I can't answer it, right? And so I kind of ignored the guy didn't really say anything after that. Um, but then he hit me up a couple of days, like a couple weeks later um, and had, you know, made some other little comment about, you know, wanting to, you know, hook up or link up or let's talk or let's chat. Yeah. And I was kind of like, why? Your very first interaction with me was telling me that I look like I suck good dick. Like, why would I want to interact with you? And we carried on this conversation. Of course, me being toxic, I was engaging because I am with the shit sometimes. Not the dick sucking shits, but just with the shits of the conversation. Right. Um, back and forth, going back and forth. I have been very clear with this person. Not a, not into you. Will never have sex with you. Probably will never link up with you. Yeah. Ever. Like even to just meet at all. Like not interested at all whatsoever. He kept taking that as a challenge. Mm -hmm. I'm going to break you down. Oh, I'm going to be your friend and then I'm going to be that person. Oh, well, you say that you don't like dating anybody in the town. So I'm going to just be at the top of your mind so that whenever you decide that you need some dick. Oh. I'm going to be around. Definitely not interested. When I look at the camera, be very seriously not interested. Um, and so that kind of conversation carried on. It was just like, I'm like, nope, nope, not happening. And I've been very clear. I never want a screenshot to come out where I'm talking to somebody uh -huh. that I'm not interested in. And they'd be like, well, you was given some clues. No, every single conversation was, I do not want you. This is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So at one point we had a conversation and he was like, well, I'll just be your friend cool are you okay being platonic i'm letting you know that if we're friends nothing's gonna happen it's not gonna lead to anything mm -hmm. he was cool with that two days later you need to come to my job and suck my dick again when i tell you blocked on every platform oh, i was I like you know what and i'm not a blocker i'm not because i really do engage in a lot of fucked up ass yeah. conversations because i'm bored but he got blocked wholeheartedly wholeheartedly but when i tell you that he's not the first person to reference dick sucking as a way to hit on me but you got some soup cooler lips i don't oh my gosh i don't think i do <laughs> i don't think i do <laughs> i don't know i cannot but yeah so i have a lot of stories like that like that and I think we even mentioned it during last season where I was like, I get approached with really and I don't obtrusive men. Yeah. And you're like, I don't. And we I had the same know. conversation. Right. I don't know why. So, you know, on the subject of messaging you um, for inappropriate conversation, yes. if you are interested in messaging Lee for any reason, Miss Lee Larie, where can they message you? Where can they find you? <laughs> How can they send you inappropriate dis dick pics that are unsolicited? How? I do have a collection. Right. Um, you can send those. <laughs> Um, Lee Larie on all social media platforms. It's L E I G H L A R I E on every single social media platform, and of course on the Dirty Roses uh, podcast pages and website. Nick B. So of course I can be found on all Dirty Roses platforms. May that be our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, or our actual website of DirtyRosesPodcast.com. And if you want me specifically, if you want to send me some unsolicited pictures, because Lee gets them all and I don't get any, um, please 
find me <laughs> on Instagram at Nick B underscore Nick B. That's Nick with a K. Because if it's not a K, it's not serious. It's not. Right. Well, Nikki. Let's go. Season three. Season three. Third time's a charm. Let's get dirty. <laughs> Bye. Buddies, we are thrilled to introduce our new sponsorship packages. Be sure to hit us up at DirtyRosesPodcast.com to inquire how we can showcase your brand on our platforms.